Okay, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say it right before I forget. Okay. <laughs> When's the last time you listened to it? Like probably the Family Man episode. Yeah. I uh, probably in 2020. So apparently I had like allergies happening and I had just taken a Benadryl whenever we recorded the episode. Oh, no. So the whole time I'm sounding kind of like this. <laughs> and I was listening to basically I got halfway through the episode and the whole time I kept thinking like, why do I sound like this? Like, has my voice changed that much in two years that all my oh, tonalities no. are completely oh, no. different? But then we mi- were also heavy smokers at that time. Yeah, fair. <laughs> But oh, then, sorry, that was a loud noise. But then midway through, yeah, I was like, I took a Benadryl. That's why I'm fucked up right now. Right. Oh, okay. you do mention it in the episode? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. I um, Yeah, I don't really remember. I mean, I remember recording it and I remember watching the movie, um, but I haven't listened to the episode in a long time. But um, I have the same amount of memory for watching the movie and recording as I do for like going to elementary school. <laughs> It's just in passing. I'm like, oh, there's fragments of memories. Like, oh, snapshot. Man, we're on the couch watching The Family Man. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, we're outside smoking a cigarette afterwards. Wasn't uh. Dave Chappelle in it? No. Who is it? I say it in the episode. It's not Dave Chappelle. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Wow. Let's take that That's out. not Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very different I, men. No, let, hear me out. One of my favorite, most talented people, both initials are DC. Leave me be. And he's bl- black and, and tall. And, well, I was going to leave that out. but <laughs> I was trying to say bald, but it came out black. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we have to take all that out. Or leave it in. It is what it is. It's no secret that they're both black and bald. So anyways, um, hi. <laughs> uh, we wanted to preface this episode really quick because this is one of our vinyl vault Okay. <laughs> episodes what do they call the disney like from the vault like the golden vhs tapes or something yeah, that they cost like, from like the vault. 30 dollars at, at um, family video or something to buy i think i think you're right i think it's like from the vault or out of the vault yeah. or something like that um yeah we recorded this in what it was before your birthday in 2020 yeah, it was like late march 2020 oh wow okay yeah so like right at the beginning of the pandemic so a lot of what we're talking about pandemic wise why is, is pandemic wives <laughs> those two pandemic wise um there's a lot of naivete oh right right about how we're like oh my god it's so scary yeah like at this point in time which we'll mention in the episode like you and i were not really wearing masks in public we kept saying something like yeah we really need to start wearing masks in public no way like we you you talk about like you were wearing a bandana i think like we were mostly wearing like unofficial cloth masks oh the n95 thing was not a thing right oh yeah because my my sister-in-law like made she like sewed them and sent them to me and those were my masks in the beginning right oh that's so funny well, I also before before we discuss more Family Man stuff, um, with our update last week, our our update that was still out of date because it was like a couple months old. I just wanted to correct a couple things. Um, we were talking about wearing uh, on the topic of wearing masks. We were like, so at that point, that was February of 2022. We were like, yeah, like the mandates were still in place, and we were like, I don't think I would ever wear like not wear a mask to a grocery store, and like. Me a week ago in Trader Joe's with no mask on. <laughs> right. So, like, the mandates are like gone now. Yeah, it's it's different now. So it's interesting listening to how drastically different these things are. I think they are going to come back, though. I think they are, too. Because things are spiking. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 behave as as needed. Um, <laughs> that's my motto I'll, now. I'll keep doing what I'm told. Yes, exactly. I'll be a sheep. Um, <laughs> uh, another update is. Uh, Asia's no longer driving the Toyota Camry oh, from no. 1991. It still lives. It still lives. But now I have a 2018 car. It's basically a spaceship compared to the Camry. Yeah, it's got like brakes and everything. It's a sunroof. It's a sunroof. It's basically a convertible. <laughs> it's got air conditioning. Although it's, the one thing that I don't like about your new car is it doesn't have the automatic seatbelts. Damn, yeah, I know. Those are fun. I miss it. Um, I miss the style and I miss like the... Ooh, the windshield seems far away in my new car. Oh, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Like before I felt like I was driving a car. The car wasn't driving me. Right. <laughs> right. Now you're just there for the ride. It means I can never buy a Tesla. No. Oh, my God. That is literally a spaceship. Also, um, 
Nick Cage is having a daughter. Yes. I know we kind of had discussed in the update whether or not he was going to have more kids. And he is having his first daughter. Um, well, we wanted we wanted him to have one. We did. Yeah, we were like, I hope he has a daughter. And we it's I would like to take credit for that. I think that we thought it into existence. Right. Yeah. So that was that was us. We manifested a baby girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Nicholas She's going to be named Lois Lane. Is she? No. Oh, I can't. Oh, I think he said he was going to name her something after um, a Beatles song. Lucy in the sky with diamonds cage. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. We'll have to look it up. Eleanor um, Rigby. Coppola. No, it was something to do with not strawberry fields. I don't know. I'll figure it out. He he talked about it on the Kelly Clarkson show. I know. Um, also, I drastically over exaggerated like three times in the update that Nick Cage has over 200 movies. That is not correct. I'm sorry. He has 106 and counting. So like six of them right now or like four of them right now are in post-production um yeah he's still over 100 but he, yeah he doesn't doesn't have 215 movies yeah that, that was just a bold place lie <laughs> so, okay. you lied straight to my face and i probably said like yeah i know i was so confident about it too i was like oh he's got like 300 movies um i also just looked it up they're gonna name her lennon augie <gasps> oh. i don't know i i don't know why augie though i don't know augie either. i mean lennon obviously i can't remember what augie was i went to high school with a kid named audie oh like the car? No, there's an the E. Audi? There's an E on the end. Oh. His name's Audie. Oh. I don't know if that's his full name. I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Um Oh gosh. And then Okay, so that's that's it for my updates for the update. But then um I think Asia had pointed out when she was listening to this Family Man episode that you're about to hear, uh she pointed out that we we're talking about like when we were when we were talking about the director of the family man brett ratner whose name i still every time i say ratner i just drop into a southern accent like ratner (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry um but while we're talking about how apparently he's an asshole um we mentioned or i think i mentioned that back in the day he had outed elliot page um oh. for being a at the time a, a, a lesbian right um and we do refer to elliot page as ellen page several times because oh. this was pre uh transition he announced his transition in He's... december of 2020 oh okay and this was march of 2020 right right okay yeah so we're not we're not trying to dead name or anything it's right. just it's just old <laughs> yeah it's just outdated um, again, out of the vault. Um, and then I think the last thing was we discussed Tiger King a little bit, but you said you were going to remove it. I, yeah, I'm going to, I cut it out because everyone, you know, we, was we there. Were there. We were there. Like you, you kept saying like in the episode, like I encourage everyone to watch Tiger King. It's oh. like everyone literally did watch Tiger King. Yeah, that's cute. So I don't think we need to talk about like yeah. the logistics of it. Just yeah. know that it was mentioned and it was the time and place. Yes, that makes sense. Well, I think that's it. Um, right now we're headed out. Um, we actually have two other people in the room. Um, I know we gave Michelle a shout out in this episode and she's here. Say something. Scream. <laughs> well, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> I thought she was going to say like, hi, or some shit. <laughs> There's Michelle McGarry. Um, oh, the last thing is at the time it was... Um, it was just before my birthday, and, and now it's just before your birthday, yes. We'll Marta. probably be putting this out, like, on my birthday or oh my right God. after. Happy birthday. Thank you. I kept, I wrote on, I was telling everyone this, I wrote on, like, three different calendars that Monday's my 30th birthday. It's my 29th birthday. I cheated myself a year, and, like, and for, like, six months, I totally believed it, too. You're like, I'm going like, to be 30, oh, I'm gonna be 30, this, 30 year. this year. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm not. Because then Andrew was saying, he's like, oh, I'm going to be 30 this year. I was like what wait he's 30 now he's 30 now (gasps) yeah and then i was like wait if you're 30 i can't be turning 30 yeah he's a year above me you're like what year is it i forget i know should we sing marta happy birthday no no does does either but only if it's the stevie wonder version (laughs) i don't i I don't know that version (laughs) wait that's not stevie wonder is it i I don't i genuinely don't know you guys will you guys sing with me right now Uh, i'm gonna point it out We're all like fairly far apart from each other. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jace Lee's here too. Hi. <laughs> I'll scream too. Ah. <laughs> oh. Happy birthday to you. No. Happy birthday to you. Stop. Happy 
stop. Happy birthday to you. Yay. Yay. And many more. Caster popped her head up at the end. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, enjoy listening to um, Family Man. Almost said Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it seems today. <laughs> um, please don't copyright me. <laughs> um, enjoy. Okay. Bye. Bye. I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking falls! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? Nobody knows what it's like to be the bad man, to be the sad man, behind blue eyes. Good. <laughs> nice mic check. Good job. What a great song. <laughs> who is that? The who? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Baba O'Reilly was like my shit. I remember being like a kid and like standing on my futon because it's got like the wooden arms on the sides and i'm like right. don't cry <laughs> don't raise your eyes it's all <laughs> i i remember i used to when i was younger in like second grade because all my brothers introduced me to like good music when i was a kid mm-hmm. in like second grade people were like have you heard this song, Teenage Wasteland? I'd be like, um, excuse me, it's called Baba O'Reilly. Like, I was that seven-year-old who was an asshole. Like, you get bent, fucker. And I was like, do you even know The Who? Do you even like classic rock? Oh, my brother, um... Oh, are we actually recording? I didn't yeah. even notice. Um, oh, okay, welcome to Gone in 60 Seconds. Hello. I'm gonna shoot this shit while I get things pulled up, because I'm not ready at all. That's okay. I just thought I pulled up my notes, but it's um, a note that just says, Two egg. <laughs> Two egg. <laughs> I made crepes earlier. Oh my god, they were really, really good. I'm glad you liked them. I loved it. It was like the perfect amount of food for me. Yeah. Um, Gotta get that double full. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sammy texted me, my brother, just now, like 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, most family members, friends, and neighbors of murderers are like, no, they could not have done that. They were so nice. I've known them for years. I don't believe it. For you, I would be like, yeah, she did that and then some. She's been obsessed with serial killers since, since she was like six. <laughs> it made me laugh because I was like talking to Michelle about that the other day where we were like, we have a couple friends who were like, oh, have you like, they were trying to suggest to us murder docs. You're like, sorry, actually. I was <laughs> like, did it. Um, I've been scaring my friends and family since childhood. So don't like now because it's a fad and everybody's into <laughs> it. <laughs> Like, don't tell me. And so I guess Michelle is saying that our friend was like, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And she was like, don't tell. Did you just shove that whole chip in your mouth? It did not fit. Yes. Um, our friend our friend was saying like, oh, have you seen this or that or whatever? And she was like, I only take suggestions from Marge because she calls me Marge. And she was like, so no. And then I guess she was like, have you seen the staircase? And Michelle goes, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she like that Bitch, made me, shut the fuck up. That made me laugh so hard when she sent me that. Okay, you want to tell a story real quick? Mm. Well, we're on like what day? Like fifteen of quarantine. Um, it is day fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Day fifteen of quarantine. I went to a bagel shop today. Thank God there wasn't this old man there that was before. Like we went into the bagel shop and. For some reason, this old man thought it was necessary to thank the bagel guy for being there. But he was still, like, two feet away from us. It's like, you're not doing the right thing. It's six feet, motherfucker. Six feet. I don't know what it is with people. Like, I guess maybe people are just really flustered right now. Or maybe I'm flustered, and so it's making me more irritable. But it's so obviously stated everywhere that you should try to be six feet away from people at all times so why the fuck are people being so fucking close to me when i go to the grocery store like why are you standing right next to me please go the fuck away i feel so close to you jesus now this is our musical number it's coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) it's a force field um (laughs) 
No, it's well, and it's funny because I I mean, it's it's natural for us now. Like I've talked to a couple of my friends who are in like rural Oregon or like in my parents are in Wisconsin and stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, I'm not really seeing that much of a difference. And I was like, oh, no, it's different it's here. crap here. Like I went to the grocery store the other day and it was you're only allowed in a certain amount of time. And then we have like the X's on the ground now. Oh, we're like what? it's taped. Have you haven't seen that yet? I've seen the tape, but you are only allowed a certain amount of time. So inside? old people can come from nine to ten. and oh, they close their doors. I see. And then when I, I just happened to go at a time that it wasn't busy. So I walked in normally uh-huh. and then I heard people like the workers talking about it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, like we're only letting in like 50 people at a time. Okay. And so then they like close the doors and wait for people to leave and then they'll open the doors. That makes more sense. I saw that happening at Lassen's. Oh, really? But um, that wasn't a problem for me at Vaughn's. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I've been fine at Vaughn's, but the Ralph's downtown is doing it. Oh, Because that's where I, I saw see it. Because I saw the X marks and stuff and they're like reminding everyone like, please stand on your fucking x mark six feet away i did feel like a dick but also i kind of got offended at the same time because you know how there were reports of people like leaving their food in carts because the lines were taking too long oh no i did not know that. yeah so there was like carts full of food being left in aisles because lines were just taking like 30 minutes to get through this was like a week or so ago so like this (coughs) is coronavirus oh jesus um so like this isn't really happening anymore but yeah so at the Vons, because the cash registers are facing, like, the aisles, like, the lines are going into the aisles. Right. And so I saw this cart that was full of, like, food that had, like, eggs and raw chicken and all of this shit piled up in it. And I thought it was, like, one of those carts, like, that someone left there. And I was like, like, oh, perfect. No, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, why would you leave this here? And then, like, this guy walked up and he was, like, in a mask and, like, gloves and everything. And he's like, what's bullshit? And I was like, whoa, I'm sorry. I thought this was an abandoned cart. Like, don't fight me. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, he got super fucking offended, like, an aggro at me because I was like, this is bullshit that this cart is just sitting here. It's like, bro, why did you leave your cart here and then walk away? Right. Like, like, where did he, what was he holding when he came back? I don't even know. He, he was Some like, stupid he shit. was in like the aisle where all of the rice is supposed to be. Yeah. Like in, in the aisle with all of the grain basically. But yeah, he left his cart like on one end of the aisle and then had walked away from it. So it's like. First of all, why would you do that? People are like hoarding shit. Right. Well, you have raw meat in your cart. Like people are going to take it. Oh, yeah. Like, chi- <laughs> like especially at that Vons. Yeah, exactly. There's no meat. Yeah. There was an old man who was like, you have no chicken for me. And she was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yep. That's the update here in Los Angeles during the quarantine is people are getting aggressive at the, my local Vons. Yes. And we went to three different places and all of the like flu masks are sold out. Yeah, Which but they've sucks. been sold out for a while. I'm sure, but... They're asking um, people who attend Burning Man consistently to donate their masks to hospitals. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, that's how much we don't have masks. But then yeah. Evan the other day was like, I got hella masks, so if you guys want to come over and we could stand, like, 15 feet apart. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wait, I want... What? I'll buy one off of him. Right? I, I think he's got a bunch. Text huh. him. I should. Um, It would just make me more comfortable, I think. Yeah. I don't need a whole pack. I just want one. I know. I've been walking around with this fucking bandana, but then you guys pointed out it's a red bandana. They're like, don't go to Crenshaw. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I do look like a thug. Like, people were looking at me because it's bright. So when I drive around, people were like, I could see them in their cars, like, looking at me. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) And I was like, uh, I like to ride with the windows down. And I tried it one time. And other than that, I have not been wearing a mask, but I really should be. Yeah. I'm just like, it's <coughs> getting to the point where it's just kind of like stressful to go out. I don't know. It's not really that big of a deal, but I am getting like to the point where if I'm in the Vons and like someone is too close to me, I'm like holding my breath. I'm like, yeah. get the fuck away from me. Yeah. And then like when I leave Vons, I'm like, oh my God, it was so stuffy in there. When yeah. It's really not. But no. it's just like, I don't want to be in an enclosed space with a bunch of strangers. No. And I mean, and we're in a town full of like that. We have millions of people in this fucking city. So it's like we don't have space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like we're in, you know, Naperville. Well, Naperville's still big. Yeah. But we're not in Springfield, Illinois. Right. Exactly. It's not Carbondale. Yeah. 
Also, like, I got kind of irritable with my dad earlier because I was like, should I come home? And he's like, I think it's safer for you to not right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I just kind of want to go home because it's going to be easier to, like, move around there. And he's like, well, everything here is, like, on lockdown, too. I was like, yeah, but you just told me you were outside raking leaves earlier. Right. Like, I mean, I we can still go outside. We can still go outside, but it's like... if. I walk outside and I'm in Chinatown. Right. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do except for walk around. Like, I don't know. I, I would rather be in the countryside riding my bicycle. Right. Just saying. Right. No, that makes total sense. I can't find this fucking synopsis. It's okay. Um, Here, I could try to do one. Haven't done one in a while. Okay. okay. Oh, so this, uh, this week we're doing. Oh, yeah. We've been talking for 10 and a half minutes and didn't say anything. It's okay. I don't remember how we do it. Um, welcome to God and Nixie's. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Did we say? It? I said yeah, it. You did. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm I don't just know being why a jackass. I, I don't know why my eyes got so big. <laughs> we started like talking for sure. We're like, oh yeah. Did we? <laughs> did we start? Today we are talking about the Family Man from 2000, starring our boy Nicolas Cage and also a Naomi Watts lookalike. I don't. I disagree with you. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's just because I know Tia Leone like very well. Like I'm oh, v- super I familiar with I her. I definitely don't. Um. I think she looks, if anything, I think she looks more like um, the fucking chick from Inglorious Bastards. I know who you're talking but about. But obviously she's younger. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, directed it came by... Out, oh, sorry. Oh, it, oh. Uh, <laughs> it came out December 22nd of 2000. So right before Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. It's wonderful. It's really good. It's held up over 20 years. Yeah. Um, and it's directed by Brett Ratner, who apparently is a dick. Oh, really? I have heard that. Why? Like, what about him? Because what else has he done? Um, well, let's see. Olivia Munn, Natasha Henstridge, and Ellen Page have all accused him of sexual misconduct. Oh, okay. And um, I've just heard from former work people that working for him sucks. Okay, so he's got... He did Red Dragon. He did Rush Hour. Hercules, but the one with fucking The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. This is the guy. He he outed Ellen Page oh. to, like, the cast of X-Men when oh. he was directing it. Yeah. Okay, so he's a dig. He looks like a dig. <laughs> Sorry. He just Brett. looks like a Hollywood guy. He looks like old old school Hollywood guy. When I say old school Hollywood, I mean Harvey Weinstein, RIP coronavirus, 23 years in prison. Oh, I know his face super well. I actually, as I was flipping, then I was like, oh yeah, you're familiar. Do you work on Entourage? Because you look like, possibly. Okay, so he's a dick. Yeah. Music by Danny Elfman, though. Yeah, our boy. He's so good. He does well with snow, so it's perfect. I know, I was like, he's great for the holidays. Oh, it's perfect. Um, so you want to do a synopsis? Yeah, I'll try. Um, okay. On Christmas Eve in 2000, uh, is he Wall Street? He's Wall Street. Wall Street executive Jack something. Campbell. Campbell is visited by Don Cheadle. A, oh, yeah. A mystical. <laughs> Sorry. A mystical, somewhat mystical um, robber at a convenience store who gives him the experience of living through, quote, what he needs the most or something like that, right? Yeah. It's, um, you called him when we were watching it, you called Don Cheadle a time fairy. Oh, did I? Or maybe Andrew did. I think Andrew might have. But, uh, or maybe, I think it was Franco and Andrew that did. But, um, it's essentially kind of like the idea of, it is kind of similar to A Christmas Carol and to like Ghosts of a Girlfriend's Past or whatever, where it's kind of showing the life that he missed out on mm-hmm. by making his career the his focal point. The, yeah, because the whole the whole deal is like in the eighties, um, he gets like an internship in London, and he has his college girlfriend there, and played by Tanya Leone. Love her. She's, She's cute. So cute. She's like fucking milf in this too, dude. She they are so good together. They were great. They worked very well together. Um, she's what I imagine I would be if I was a housewife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just you gotta s- get that pixie silly and like. I'm sorry. It's Tia Leone, not Tanya Leone. I always fuck that up. Let's kill ourselves now. Okay. Um, no, we'll let coronavirus <laughs> take us. Yeah, we already have some friends who definitely have it. Oh so. shit, rip. <laughs> I'm not gonna out you, but. Yeah, I'm not Brett Ratner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some people can't taste or smell anything. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so he has to pick between like internship in London or college girlfriend. College girlfriend like begs him to stay and he picks internship instead. Mm -hmm. So when he wakes up Christmas morning and he's transported to like this alternate dimension where he actually stayed, which actually you find out that he left and then came back. Yeah. Um, He's married to said college girlfriend. And this is 13 years later. 13 years yeah. later with two small children in Jersey. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's it's such a fun idea because it was essentially like, we really we really quickly get into that because yeah. I think mo- mostly all that happens is the opening scene, which I wrote... Um, Oh, my God. The first thing I wrote was Corona Christmas. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, so in 1987, <clears throat> uh, he's got a dope sweater on and they're saying goodbye at the airport. And the opening scene is them mm-hmm. at the airport. And it's actually like really cheesy, their conversation. I remember being like, like to me, I was like, this is like horrible dialogue. Yeah. And she's like, please don't go. And he's like, well, well I got to. And so she's like, no, don't go. And he's like, well, I'm going to go. And then it's like 13 years later and we open on Nick Cage dancing around as nice ass apartment in his underwear Um, my first note is singing italian he's still hot even though it is a drastic change from gone in 60 seconds (laughs) it is he is still hot oh my god he was cute he was dancing around in his little um his boxer briefs yeah like a really short boxer really really tight and um i was like i was like look at his junk (laughs) but um and then we like see how his life is and how he's like like owns a lamborghini and he's like very suave and whatever and then when he goes to bed doesn't he get a call from her yes so he's like honestly they try to paint him like he's a dick because he's like making everyone stay for a late meeting on christmas eve Mm. and all this stuff and he doesn't want to call like his college girlfriend back what's her name in this fuck (laughs) hold on hold on on. keep going i guess you can't yeah (laughs) um kate reynolds Okay, yeah. Uh, Kate calls him, and he is just like, passes in the past, like, I don't even want to call her back. Right. Um, But even though they're trying to paint him as a dick, I never really got that. Well, I thought it was interesting, because at first I thought they were trying to paint him as a dick, but Mm -hmm. then, like, when he's in that meeting, and Mm -hmm. he's, like, calling out somebody for not paying attention, and he's like, you don't think I don't want to be here on Christmas Eve and stuff? But then that speech starts rude, but then it ends up being very, like, inspirational, yeah. and everyone's like, yay! Like, he's just good at his job. He's exactly. just like... The- okay, that I'm just going to come right out and say, like, the thing I don't like about the movie, because mm-hmm. I really love the movie, actually. Yeah. But the thing I don't like about the movie is... It's very early 2000s in that, like, no, family is more important than your career. Right. But it's like... When you get to the end and you see where both of them are at, like, in the present day, like, in reality, it's, yeah. like, they're both kind of, like, doing fine. Yeah. They're both doing great. Like, the whole aspect of, like, but we're better together is, like, kind of lost for me. Right. It's, like... It's not as relevant in 2020 as yeah. it is in 2000. Yeah. Because I bet, like, I bet, well, as as a child, like, being, how old was I when this came out? Four. But right. I remember watching it when I'm, like, eight or whatever, and... It's like, yeah, especially after 9-11 when you're watching it. Not that we're going we're gonna to bring up 9-11 until we get past 2001. Right. Actually, we're going to keep bringing it up until we get to World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know what year that came out, but... Um, I think we're close. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the aspect of like family and unity is a lot bigger and like helping each other out and mm-hmm. trying to stay together for the kids, except there are no kids, but they're kind of kids. But yeah, um, I just remember like vibing a lot more with it when i was younger right because those because that made sense at the time uh-huh. yeah and that's got that's also coming from like the person who really prioritizes their relationships like over their job right so it's like that's not just me being like oh no but like that's because i'm young and i want to have a career it's right. like no not really right you're like that's just not doesn't yeah. seem realistic anymore yeah but um Fuck, where was I? T- what was I talking about? We were talking about... Oh, he's getting ready in the morning. And yeah, they're kind of trying to paint him as a dick, but not really. Yeah. Um, he just seems... Fo- like, he just seems driven and focused, and his his priorities are not on a family, because it's like, well, I do well by myself, yeah. and it's been 13 years of me being a huge success story and he's like gets laid and shit yeah so it's like whatever it's like when he gets the when his secretary comes in and he's like oh shit this is my girlfriend from college it wasn't even like 
he wasn't like hmm wonder what she's up to or anything like that there was no inkling that he's no. like even missed out on anything it's no. just kind of like he was like it's, it was so long ago yeah yeah which whatever it's that's my big thing but i didn't whatever. no that's interesting because i didn't um i didn't really think about that i mean we do see the world trade center or the, ah. not the world well yeah the world trade center <laughs> we did see it because we were waiting we were like where is there gonna be a shot of it um because it's right beforehand but i didn't really think about that that much i kind of just bought into it because i knew like for what the, the gist was gonna be right like for the time period i was like yeah okay but but that was an interesting thought because because you're absolutely right because like there's certain parts of the movie where he's like tries to find a way to have this same career path while being in this relationship mm-hmm. and, it, and she's like no and i was like wait but why not like i yeah. remember being like this could happen he can have both dreams yeah in early 2000s you can't apparently. no it's one or the other mm-hmm. um but the, yeah but the ultimate like storyline is obviously then he discovers that he's like oh i'm not like even though a man who has everything doesn't really have everything yeah because he's like i want to share this with somebody and blah 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 but it's just like okay i'm gonna i'm like i said i actually really do like this movie no a we lot. can play it's, devil's advocate it's so very nice and like warms my heart so much especially because him and um Tia's chemistry is so great. Like it's so good. Like if I'm gonna try to explain her character, it's like she's not been worn down by the task of being like probably the primary caregiver in in the family to their small children, which they do have a talk like a baby. Yeah, they have a baby. He's like two, maybe, it, maybe two. Yeah, but she's still like yeah, she's still silly and she gives like his sass right back to him. Like yeah, it's like. He's like this business executive who's all of a sudden like a dad who works at a fucking tire shop. Yeah. And which is his father-in-law. Which is his father-in-law's, which is like degrading as fuck. Yeah. And so he's being like a sassy piece of shit to her the whole time and she just gives it right back to him. Yeah. She's like playful with him and takes like the, the eases the tension. Exactly. It's like he can't fucking win because it's not even upsetting her. Right. <laughs> um, And I don't fucking remember where I was going with that. I think I was just saying in playing devil's advocate or whatever, like, shit, I lost it. The fuck? Um, I took Benadryl, so I'm, like, fucked up right now. <laughs> and I'm on diet pills that are making me want to kill myself. <laughs> okay, so what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, is that hummus? It's hummus. Oh, you want some? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of warm right now. It's okay. What I was going to say is, like, to just to play devil's advocate like it's great but it's not it's not very fair because like how are you going to how are you going to miss children that you can't even fathom existing right like you have to literally be put you have to go through the process of becoming a parent to miss being a parent right like there's like i don't know maybe this is a hot take but like there's like it seems kind of superficial to me. Like if I was like, oh, I like, I really want a kid. Like I'm really just want one. Like I'm missing being a mom, but it's like, I don't know what being a mom is like. Right. In the same kind of way. It's like Don Cheadle's character is supposed to show him like some, he's supposed to be showing him something that he didn't even know there was a void. Four. Right. Does right. that make sense? That was yeah. kind of a bull, like a dumb way of saying it, but it's no, like I followed. they had he had to present him with a void. Yeah, to be like, oh, now I'm gonna take it away from you, and now you miss it. Yeah, yeah. This is not kind of <clears throat> kind of not fair. It is. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's kind of the opposite of that of that um that '70s show episode when he and Donna break up, and mm-hmm. he's like, I wish I'd never met her, and then. So, I can't even remember who the fairy is, but somebody's like, okay, I'll show you life without Donna. And then they show it. And it's like, it's like the reverse of this situation. And then like in that context, it works. But like when you're creating a narrative that wasn't there, mm-hmm. it's just kind of is like, conf- like, yeah, like just to compare it to two, two different things. If we're going to get like super analytical Walter Metz style. Oh yeah. First one I'm going to compare it to is obviously the contemporary Christmas Carol. When I'm watching a Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge is a fucking grumpy sack of shit. Yeah. He's not happy in his life. Yeah. Like the things that he does don't even serve him. So it makes sense for someone to like kind of show him a mirror and be like, oh, by the way, you're miserable because of you. Exactly. In the same 
kind of way, but a different, if we're going to talk about like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm-hmm. where he gets I his, seen that. you have never seen it. Mm-mm. Oh, never mind then. We Wait, won't. Oh, what? My- eternal sunshine. Oh, eternal. Su- yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For some reason I was thinking of a beautiful mind. Oh no. Um, um, yeah, no, you can also do- a good movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with eternal sunshine, it's kind of like, yeah, he erases Clementine from his memories but it's like she's the whole the whole thing about the movie is that it's not really gone right so like that void is still there it's just like an unknown void right he just doesn't know what the source is yeah Yeah. so it's like those work I don't think this works as well as that well what I just read which I think is actually interesting which I didn't know is it's considered a modern day Frank Capara story, which I don't know. I can't think Frank Capra, Capara. I don't C- know how to probably say. Capara. I think it's Capara. That's the dude who did "It's a Wonderful Life" oh. and "Meet John Doe," and it happened one night. Which it happened one night is one of like the early Oscar winners, mm. like early, like 1934. Oh shit! And it's beautiful, and it's mm. kind of that kind of like romance or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now knowing that. And kind of thinking of it that way, that kind of makes it interesting because I'm like, oh, okay, you can you can just chew. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because we, we both brought snacks and we were both like, yeah, I'm just going to be eating. Um, but I do think one of the really fun things about this movie is watching him realize, like, because everyone thinks he's acting crazy and, like, watching him realize that he's in a parallel universe is so widely entertaining because mm-hmm. he like wakes up in bed next to her and is like confused and then kids come in and run and jump on him and he's like, well, fuck no. So he like runs out of the house Christmas morning, drives into the city from Jersey, tries to go to his hotel and the people don't recognize him. So he starts like losing his shit and yelling at them. And he's like, I'm going to get you fired. He's like, this is not okay. And, like, it's not cool. Oh, he goes, it's not cool. Not cool. And like, not cool. It's just really funny because like it was, he plays such the perfect freak out person. Well, freak out person, but also like f- he was wearing like an NYU sweatshirt and like <laughs> these boots and like snow pants and like sweats and shit. And he like, He's just the perfect suburban father that is frantic. Yeah. And so he plays this role really well. And as the story goes on, like, it's like, what the dopest part about this is that the little girl, the four-year-old who is the MVP, she's so good. And she immediately is like, you're not my dad, are you? Because it's like, it's like they give us really fun stuff of him, like, trying to change a diaper. And, like, the baby is, like, pissing on him. And the four-year-old's sitting there telling him, like, how to be her father. Yeah. Because she's like, you're not my dad, are you? And he's like, I'm not. And she's like grabbing his face she's like well they did a really good job like you look a lot like him yeah she's like when is my dad coming back from the mothership like she thinks the aliens put him there yeah it was so cute but then obviously they have like a really good relationship but his relationship with i don't know why i'm chewing and talking that was stupid um i can't stop eating i know i'm hungry he um his relationship with her, like, he forgets, like, anniversaries or, like, he, you know, disappears on Christmas and she's, like, upset about it. And he, like, can't really explain to her because, like, it, uh, apparently in their life, he just all of a sudden one day wakes up weird. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he can be like, no, you don't get it. Like, yeah. Even though the whole time I was like, explain it to her. But I was like, she's not going to get it because she's going to think he's being nuts. And, like, his his friends then, because it's, um, oh, who's in this fucking... Our, our good old friend Jeremy Piven plays his friend Arnie and they're like bowling buddies and shit and he's like on a bowling league but then they go to the bowling league and like Nick can't bowl like it's it's really fun how they they made all of that happen but then all his like neighbors and friends are like dude I told you this like why are you being weird yeah something I do really appreciate about the movie is and I disagree with this because I would have been like what the fuck we're getting a divorce like so many times oh yeah but he did some shit i really actually like that kate the kate character is so like focused on like maintaining their marriage mm. that his lesson that he learns or whatever is not so much that he comes to like learn to love the family that he's just been placed with but it's through him disappointing them Mm -hmm. that he starts to feel like this is important to me 
That's interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's absolutely right. She never threatens to leave or threatens to do anything, but he just does like his own shit. Again, I guess maybe this plays into the like, this doesn't serve you. It doesn't even serve yourself type deal. Um, but she, yeah, she never threatens to leave. She's just like, I'm sorry. You're so unhappy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's worse than I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, no, that is that is an interesting take because like at one point he forgets her, or he forgets their anniversary, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Because not only is he like stuck in like an uncomfortable situation, but then he like goes over the top to make up for it, and you can tell that he sincerely is like, because at I'm one point sorry. he said to her like he was like, "Am I am I still in the doghouse?" She's like, "Well, a little bit," but he was like, "But I'm doing pretty good, right?" And she's like, "Yeah," or "I'm pretty close, right?" Like of being out of the doghouse, and she was like, "Yeah, you can finish it." Mm-hmm. Um. But he, at one point during that dinner, like, says to her, and you can tell it's, like, I think, for me, it was, like, oh, this is the moment that he's not only accepting it for himself, but also to her, where he was, like, I'd rather not, he was, like, I would rather, there's nowhere else I would rather be than here with you. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, because there's a moment where he, like, really realizes that he means it. Yeah. And that's when it was, like, he's, like, okay, I'm gung-ho. Like, I'm in. Yeah, because, like, immediately after that, it's, like, he's, like, I'm up. I'm taking the kids to school. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm taking, taking the dog out. I'm taking the dog out. And, like, and I'm, like, enjoying it. And he starts calling, like, the kids, like, sweetheart. And, and he like, plays with them. Yeah. Like, Joshy. I'm like, yeah. oh. Oh, what are the, what is the kids' names? Josh Annie, and. Annie and Josh, I think. Yeah, you're right. Annie and Josh. Oh, uh, fun fact. Josh is played by twins. Oh, really? I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, I guess we don't see him that much. Yeah. It's I mean, that, that Jake Milkovich and Ryan Milkovich. Jake and Ryan. They're not in anything else. Good job being a cute baby. Fuck, this hummus is delicious. Um, do you, is there anything else in the, the film that stood out to you before I start asking you questions? Um, I'm just going to read my notes. Do it. Danny Elfman music is very good. <laughs> Don Cheadle looking cool as fuck with his, oh, fuck, he has a gun. <laughs> he had a necklace that said Cash, and his name is Cash. So oh, I is loved it? it. Yeah. Grandpa from Fargo, very nice. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the grandpa from Fargo plays um, Big, Al- Big Ed, which is his father-in-law. his father-in-law who owns the tire company. Dramatically runs from his office building and oh fuck Don Cheadle stole his life. <laughs> oh yeah, Don Cheadle shows up in his fucking Lamborghini. Is like I'll take you for a ride and explain what's going on. And then he does when he doesn't fucking accept what. I just realized something. Go on. I have a question. I'll hang on to it. When Nick Cage doesn't like understand still, and he's like, "Can you just get out of the car and like talk to me?" And Don Cheadle's like, "Yeah, sure. Like we'll get out of the car. We'll take a walk. It'll be fine." He's like, "Oh, gee, thanks, man." Nick Cage like gets out of the car. And Don Cheadle just like skirts away. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I knew it. we we saw it coming too. We were like, "He's gonna pull out. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna whip out of there." What were you uh, gonna ask? So in that scene, Don Cheadle gives him a bell, like a bike bell. Mm-hmm. Does that ever, like, I know he tries to bring it and, like, wake himself up and get out of this scenario. Yeah. But does it ever actually do anything? I think it does signal him coming at the end. Oh, it does? Well, Annie uses it. And then that night is when Don Cheadle's like, it's time. When does Annie use it? Oh, because she's on, she takes it from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, because in the when he comes back, because, okay, he wakes up. In this new reality, freaks out, drives to the city, is is outside his building, freaking out, tries to go to work. They're like, we don't know you. So he leaves the, the building, and then that's when Don Cheadle rolls up, and Don Cheadle, in their car drive, gives him this bell. It's like a bike and bell. like It's ding, like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know why I was like, oh, I have one. I don't. Um, <laughs> but, but then he goes back home. Missed Christmas, so they're all like, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't know who these people are. And he's holding the bell, and Annie comes up, the four-year-old comes up and takes it. And he, one of my favorite moments of his is he's like, he took, she took my bell. Like, he's like very, he's really comedic in this, and he, his acting yeah. is stellar it's in this great. movie. My next, my next um, note was like, it's some of his finest, I think. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. But so she has it. But then I remember, is it when he's standing in the garage and she's bringing it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. at the very end. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember what part of the movie that it's was It's kind in. of a useless tidbit, but whatever. 
I was going to say, I was like, that's funny if it didn't actually do anything and Don Cheadle just gave it to him. So he thought he had an out, but then he didn't. I thought it was going to be something like, oh, I see why you were out. You were buying this. Right. Oh, thank God you remembered. Right. Um, What's your next note? My last note is, oh, uh, two notes. Pissed at the dog. Some of Nick's finest acting, to be honest. And then screaming prick at the shopping mall. When? When he's trying on the suit and he's like, he's like yelling at her because the suit. Oh. He goes and tries on a suit. He's being super fucking sarcastic because he's with Kate, Annie, and Josh. And Kate is talking to Annie like, and we're going to go to Claire's and we're going to go to XYZ, like whatever. And he's like, how about we just go to every store in the mall? Oh, yeah. And she's like, how about you just stay here in the men's section of Macy's? Right. And she's like, I'm going to take the kids because you're clearly being a dick. Yeah. And so then he goes and tries on like a like a suit and it's 24000 or $2,400. Yeah, $2,400. And she's like, fine, like, we'll just take it out of Annie's college fund. Like, fuck it. Like, who cares? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm acting like such a prick. Oh, right. In this shopping mall. Because he's like, I need this suit. And she's like, why do you need this suit to feel like a man or whatever? But it's like, it reminds him of his old life. And he says that. He's like, this is who I am or whatever. And like, she's like, I don't get it. But um, I forgot about that. Do uh, I'm I'm looking at my notes. I don't think I have anything. I wrote that I thought the freak out moment was him yelling at the doorman and the neighbor, quote, I'm on a permanent acid trip. That's what he screams. <laughs> I That's pretty great. I definitely think that, like, as he mellows out and becomes more deadly yeah. throughout the film, we lose track of the freak out moment. So I think it's like that first, like, within the first, like, 25 minutes that we get, like, some quality Nick Cage freaking out. It is good. I feel, I, I, I know that there's more, though, because he does, yeah, when he's at the shopping mall, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, my last he's note is little girl on. is MVP showing him how to play the part. That's Hell yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, so all in all, <clears throat> after he's, you know, kind of discovered that he loves this life and he loves these kids and he's like happy and stuff he wakes up back in and it's back in um because he mind you he's in this reality for like months like they're well into like valentine's day like they're after that and stuff so he's been living this life for months and then he wakes back up and it's christmas day again but he's back in his apartment in new york Mm -hmm. and so he like quits his job essentially and gives it to um, you know, a, one of his coworkers who originally he thought was a pussy, but then when he met him in the alternate reality, and it's and it's actually played by Saul Rubinek, which I thought was funny. I'm watching um, Lost, and he's in Lost. So oh, is he? He's a lawyer in Lost, of course. Um, but he ends up giving it to him, being like, "There's a tiger in there somewhere. Like you just don't know it." Yeah. But I, but he saw it in the alternate universe, veracity. and um. And so he like quits his job or whatever, and then he does call Kate. And so he goes and sees her. And the reason she had called in the beginning is because she had a box of his shit, and mm. she was packing up to like move to Paris that night. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, let's you know, let's go get coffee." And she's like, "Well, if you're ever in Paris, let me know." But she's clearly like doing really well, and is like, yeah. and working in like as a designer or like an art. Uh, yeah, I think she's like a um. A curator. That's or okay. Something. That's what I was gonna guess. Paris makes sense then. Um, but so he and and of course it ends at the airport just as it began, mm-hmm. and he chases like her into the gate and starts like, you know, being like, "Please, let's get that coffee." And she's like, "Are you feeling bad about thirteen years ago?" Like, yeah, I like, was heartbroken, but I'm, I'm fine. Like, and you should be good too. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, she's so stable. She was like, I get it. It's cool. Like. Don't worry. Like, if this is the closure that you need, like, I'm okay. So you're fine. Yeah. And then he starts being like, we have two kids. Their names are Annie and Josh. <laughs> He's like, we live in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> we have a dog. You're a pro bono lawyer. Yeah, for no money. <laughs> and like... He's like, but that doesn't matter to you. You do this and do that. And it's actually really cute. And so she obviously is like coming back and is like, oh, my goodness. And all these people are like, I'm trying to get on the plane. Um. Right. <laughs> and it's at the gate because, again, pre-9-11. Pre-9/11. Yeah. Um, but he, the, the film ends with him just being like, can you please, like, he's like, this life that we have is great and we're, we're wonderful together and we can go our separate ways and we'll both be fine 
but please, like, you can get on a plane tomorrow, but like, or like later tonight. You can always stay. go to Paris. Basically. Yeah, you can always go to Paris, but please, like, let's have a cup, a cup, one cup of coffee right now. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with them sitting in the airport and like with the the massive windows behind them and it's snowing and Danny Elfman's playing and they're oh. just having a beautiful talk oh. and the credits are rolling and it was great. It's good. It was long, but it didn't feel long. Yeah, it's like two hours long. It's two hours and five minutes and when we started, Asia was like, oh, what the fuck? This is long for no reason because yeah. it's 2000. I liked it though. But it was like, it kept, it, the pacing was actually really well. Yeah. Because it, it, we enjoyed it. We laughed. We, we actually had a lot of laughs because he's just goofy in this. I think like one thing that sort of like propels it really well is the fact that his wife just gives him his sass back to him yeah. if every time she was like oh i fucking hate you yeah like why are you being like this it would have been so annoying and repetitive but right. instead she was just like yeah you're being a dick again well and they kind of and they kind of always emphasize this like with his friends and stuff they're always like kate is amazing like don't yeah. like you have no idea what you have. Mm-hmm. And so I think for her character to be that so easy breezy and like like a duck, like letting water roll off her back, uh-huh. I think that's like what makes him realize like, oh, this person's amazing. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a piece of shit kind of. Oh, do you know what my favorite part was though? What? Is when I don't remember like they're going to like fuck or something and he like pretends that he's asleep because he doesn't want to fuck her oh. or whatever. But before he Okay, I'm sorry. They have small children, so the children go to bed early. So she's like, oh, quick, let's bang. Yeah, she's like ripping off her clothes and he's like, what? <laughs> and then um, there's like, they're like kissing on the bed or whatever. I don't even know if they kiss actually, but he's, they were like, kissing. he's like, you are still as gorgeous as I remember you, basically. Because the last time he's seen her is like 13 years 13 ago. Years ago. And I was like, ah, I would have just like melted well and the best part of that the best part of that is not only was he like you're still as beautiful he's like you were always pretty in college he's like but now you're a milf yeah he's like but now you've grown into a beautiful woman and she was like how could you do that he's like do what and she's like see me like you haven't seen me every day for the past 13 years and he was like well so here's the deal (laughs) no but it was so sweet it was really sweet out of context it was just very very good like it made me fall in love with him so hard like i'm already in love with him but when he was saying that i was like i want nick cage to say that to me dead ass like i i hate to be like trying to put false memories in like my little brain my like little child brain but i've like remember having a such a hard on for this movie it's good. It's really I can totally good. see why. He's ugh, he's just wonderful. Um, so I was just thinking about Tia Leone when she could, because then after that she goes, hold on. And so she goes in the bathroom, puts oh. on like this like sleek black like slip. And then she comes back out and she looks hot, but he pretended to fall asleep because he was like, I'm not going to take advantage of her. Yeah. And it's really sweet, but she has a rocking body. Yeah. I was like, she is something else. But um, I love her. she is wonderful. Um, and I kept saying when we were watching, I was like, she's wonderful in Jurassic Park 3 when she's married to William H. Macy. <laughs> Actually, I think they're divorced in it. But oh, no. Anyways, um, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. That's the whole movie. It's so good. It, it's really good. It's, it's really fun. It's really worth a watch. And it was honestly like, even though it's March, are we in March? Yes. We're almost in quarantine. In April. We're almost in April. I'm going to have um, my birthday in quarantine. It's okay. I saw a video the other day of this kid wearing a mask. Did you see it on Barstool? No. There's a kid wearing a mask at a birthday cake and he's crying and they're singing happy birthday and then he lifts up a little fan and blows out the candles. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I was like, we're going to do that for Asia. Yes. Um, It's okay. We'll have fun. We'll do something yeah, fun. Yeah, I know. It'll be fine. And we can do like a massive FaceTime with yeah. like a group of our friends and make it like a party mm-hmm. we can make everybody set up their houses like with lights okay. and shit you could put your phone in one place and i'll put my phone in one place and everyone can have a phone like everywhere yes like, <laughs> it'll be perfect see we've got it figured out um by the way my birthday is april 11th in case any of you want to send presents send me a card <laughs> <laughs> oh i should check and see if we have anything um so how much do you think that the box office or what do you think the budget of this was? Shit, I can't even remember what Gone in 60 Seconds was. I don't was. know. I don't remember. I don't know what I did with that. Um, she... Let's say... Hold on, you know what? We, it's funny because we can't say 60 Seconds anymore. Oh. No, I mean, like, it's impossible for me to say Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, it's you, 60 You just time. said 60. Did I really? Yeah. Fuck. And I didn't even notice at first, and then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna say. Hold on, I'm actually gonna pull that budget up. So, do we agree that the freak out? Which which freak out do you like better? I like, I like the one where he's yelling outside, like, especially like he yells at one of his elderly, not elderly. She's an older woman his neighbors and she's he's like i know you we ride the elevator together and make quasi-sexual comments oh. towards each other and she's like i have never yeah, yeah. i love my husband yeah, i do yeah i love it because that's when he yells i'm on the acid trip yeah. i'm on a permanent acid trip i think that that's the one i think so too it just it was really funny and goofy because they're like um excuse me sir you're crazy mm-hmm. i i agree with that what would you rate it pretty high i think the whole scene is like pretty good. It it's a good one. Seven point six. I was I was thinking late sevens. I was gonna do like seven point eight, but roughly the same. Cool. Yeah, that's a it's a solid one because it's not like he's not losing his shit in the sense that he's not like he's not painting himself all black. Oh no, definitely. It's not, not Zandali, but it's very appropriate for the character, and mm-hmm. he does it well, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, and it's entertaining. Yeah. Um, to give you context for the budget for Gone in 60 Seconds is 90 million and the box office was 237.2 million and that was okay. I don't know a couple months before yeah I was gonna say like 88 million okay for the bo- uh for like how much it cost for the the budget mm-hmm. okay so the budget was 60 million oh, okay so kind of close mm-hmm. and then how much do you think that it made did we break 300 no no did it flop no it didn't flop okay um how about like 130 oh my goodness is it it's close oh 124.7 million okay cool u.s dollar uh simoleons simoleons uh bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) invest invest um also uh stock markets are crashing so get in now And on that subject, if you have not watched Black Monday, fucking watch it. I just got caught up on season two, and it's fantastic. Black Monday? It's amazing. I've been watching Tiger King. It's um, Tiger King is outstanding, too. But Black Monday is Don Cheadle, and it's about the stock market crash on Wall Street in 1987. Oh, shit. And it's it's literally Don Cheadle as a stockbroker doing blow and being behind Black Monday. Love it. It's wonderful so it's based on a true story but it's obviously like also fictionalized because because there's a lot of chaos but it's very very good it's on showtime um let's talk about tiger king no we have to rate the movie first oh right i think i'm gonna rate the movie oh can i go first yeah um i just really really liked it no me too (laughs) i was i was gonna go with a flat eight Oh, I was gonna go higher. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was actually gonna go with a high eight, but let's let's cut the difference to eight point five. Yeah, agreed. We've good. never cut the difference before, but we're gonna do it today. It's really good. It really is, and honestly, like, th- who was supposed to be on this episode with us was Dennis because he loves this movie. Oh, really? But I but I t- I called him the other day and was like, I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like while we're in quarantine, we're just gonna do this, mm-hmm. and because we're getting like back in the swing of it, I don't know how we'd have like a third person. Yeah, here. that would be a little bit much. But um. I he said to me he's like that's my favorite Christmas movie or like yeah. one of the ones I, and I was like I'm gonna add that to my I roster I was just gonna say that I'm gonna add it to my Christmas list because I don't usually go for holiday movies I don't really I like them, them but this is like undertonally a holiday movie yeah and I would even argue that a majority of the movie doesn't even revolve around Christmas no. it just sort of happens at Christmas time that's true because I mean because yeah because as the time goes on it's just him in this it's just winter mm-hmm. in Jersey that's it Blech. that sounds terrible winter in Jersey dude you f- I've I've not been there during winter, but I've been there when it's like cold enough, and I feel like winter would be awful. Oh shit! Well, good movie. Next week we have um, uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, and then also I don't know if it's gonna happen, but we decided during this quarantine that I I contacted a couple shelters because there's like a lot of cats that are in need right now, and. So by the time this comes out, we, we hopefully should have a cat. I <laughs> want him. I want him so bad. But he, um, so I have one that I have my eye on that they're trying to get me. And he doesn't have a name, so we were going to name him. And I, of course, was like, I need him to be our mascot. So we oh, went yes. through a bunch of Nick Cage character names, and we settled probably. I mean, I'm going to wait till we see. And honestly, if it's a different cat, then we have to see what well, what we, we feel, feel mm-hmm. and in person. But 
Um, Caster Troy is still a runner up for yeah. me. Like that's still on the table. But I think we really like the idea of Little Junior Brown from yeah. Kiss of Death. Because <laughs> we can call him Little Junior. Little Junior. Little Jellybee. LBJ. LJB. LJB. LGB. LGB. LJB. LGB. LGB. And that's it. <laughs> um, where can we find us? We have social media. We kind of suck on it lately. I've been adding stuff recently. Marta's but like, better at it. The Twitter is deceased right now. Well, I've added a little bit random okay. shit. It doesn't have anything to do with Nicolas Cage, though. That's okay. We're just trying to stay wrong. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be um, at gone in 60 seconds, N-I-C-S-T-Y, for our Instagram, at ginspod, G-I-N-S-P-O-D for twitter and then gone in 60 seconds at gmail.com if you want to send us an email a poem a birthday card yes a gift card <laughs> a gift card <laughs> support us masks masks <laughs> fucking gloves jesus Just send us some hand sanitizer toilet paper all of it i think we'll be okay on toilet paper i, I did see some the other day oh, i okay. meant to grab it but i forgot to uh. um it's okay we got a couple more rolls and i'm trying to shower right after instead of wiping because <laughs> i know i'm the problem in the house <laughs> I, I just poop a lot i don't know what to do I, i'm just thinking about me pooping um <laughs> i think that, that's uh please like and subscribe it helps us and that's it god bless america to the prairies, to, to the, the oceans, why the sea? God bless America, my home sweet home. Oh, I can't. Okay. I need to stop. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>